Dr. Kristen Oja here, entrepreneur and functional medicine expert. Welcome to Little By Podcast, where our goal is to empower you to achieve optimal health, one step and one episode at a time. Taking a functional medicine approach will cover a variety of health and wellness topics, from how to optimize performance to how to balance your hormones and everything in between. This podcast is for educational purposes only, so please be sure to consult your healthcare provider before incorporating any changes into your daily routine. Now grab your headphones and let's go for a walk as we take steps towards becoming your best self. All right, so today is all about protein. And this is a very, very important subject, uh, and this will really be a fairly quick episode, but I feel like we have to talk about protein when we're talking about muscle building. And you guys know a big thing that we talk about at Stat Wellness, you've heard me talk about on this podcast, is that our muscle is our greatest asset as we age. And this is really important, and we know having adequate muscle mass helps regulate our blood sugar. It helps support a healthy metabolism. It protects our joints and connective tissue. And it also increases our reaction time as we age. So one of the big things that I see in practice is when we become older and we maybe trip on a curve, we don't have that reaction time to catch ourselves. And that fall or that hip fracture is one of the real big things that I see that is what I like to call a catalyst of intervention. And You never, I I don't really see many of my patients get back to their baseline prior to that fall. So when we think of longevity, having good muscle mass at all ages, whether you are 15 years old and listening to this, or you are 95 years old and listening to this, it's never too late to start focusing in on muscle mass because we know it is our greatest asset as we age. And that's why at Stat Wellness, if you guys have ever come and taken any of our group fitness classes, maybe you're on our movement app and you do your, our workouts at your own gym, but we put so much emphasis on strength training and strength training in a smart and effective way. And so we have a physical therapist who has created and programmed all of our workouts for you so that you don't have to think about it. But you will find a large strength focus in our group fitness, in our personal training memberships, our small group memberships. We really put emphasis on strength, on weight. And then in order to rebuild the muscle and heal the muscle and gain muscle mass, we have to talk about protein, which is what we are going to talk about today. So there's three macronutrients. You have protein, carbs, and fat. And what's interesting is protein and carbs are both four calories per gram. So weight to weight, protein and carbs are the same, four calories per gram, where fat is nine calories per gram. But the impact when we eat protein and when we eat carbohydrates is very, very different on our system, on our hormones, and our metabolic health. So when you look at these three macronutrients, several studies have supported that protein is the most filling macronutrient. So when you eat more protein, you're naturally going to eat less food. And part of the reason we think this is happening is because higher protein diets reduce a hormone called ghrelin. And ghrelin is our growl or uh, kind of hunger hormone. So when we have lower amounts of ghrelin, we're going to feel that urge to eat less often. And so a study, which I will put in the show notes, was done, and they put overweight women on a high-protein diet. So, you know, high-protein is a a relative term, but in this specific study, they moved them from 
15% of their total calories from protein to 30% of their total calories from protein. And they found that the participants that moved up to 30% protein, they ate 441 fewer calories every day just because they were getting more protein. So, you know, very, very interesting. If we eat more protein, we naturally eat other things, less of other things, which is great. Uh, Protein also has the highest thermic effect from food. So when we eat protein, our body uses more calories to actually digest the protein. And so another study was done on overweight women. I know a lot of these studies are done on overweight women, which is awesome because studies used to never be done on women, but they put them also at 30% protein uh, from their total calories. And they looked at these women on 30% protein diets over a 12-week period, and they didn't have them make any other changes. And they found that in 12 weeks, they lost an average of 11 pounds in three months just by hitting 30% of their calories from protein. So I think that's also very interesting. And as we talk about thermic effect from food, uh, another study, which I, again, will show these in the show notes, this is, you know, I really think that we have to look at evidence to back what we say. So this study put people on a high protein diet and they found those on a high protein diet burned more than 260 calories per day than the low protein group. And this really is based on the fact that protein has a higher thermic effect from food. So we know protein is going to fill us more. It's going to naturally make us eat less. It's going to reduce our ghrelin hormone, which is our hunger hormone. As we eat protein, we're actually going to use more calories to digest the protein because it has the highest thermic effect from food. But the other thing protein is doing is it's it's the building blocks for muscle mass. It's helping to build muscle mass and repair ourselves after a tough workout or after an injury. So when we eat this higher protein diet, we're also preventing age-related deterioration and what's called sarcopenia or muscle wasting. And a lot of times our patients ask us, well, how much protein do I need? And a lot of times, you know, we would go back to the recommended dietary allowance and we would say, okay, you know, at a very minimum, you need 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. And when you actually look at that, like let's take, for example, a 150-pound person that is in pounds. So in order to make it into kilograms, you have to divide it by 2.2. And so if you looked at a 150-pound person divided by 2.2 and did 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram, that person is recommended to consume 54 grams of protein as a minimum all day long, which is about 216 total calories. So that is not very much. If you were on an 1,800-calorie diet, 216, what are you eating for the other 1,600 calories? And so we know, again, we want to be getting enough and adequate protein. And so if you are wanting to have the benefits that we talked about above, and if you are active, and if you need to heal your muscles, and if you want to build muscle mass, you really need to be closer to 1.2 to 1.7 grams of protein per kilogram as a minimum. So let's take that same 150-pound person divided by 2.2 to get kilograms, that's about 81 to 115 grams of protein as a minimum. And you know, that is starting to get us to a better place when we're thinking about total protein at 30% of our calories. The other way you can think about this is what is the total calorie goal you're aiming for? And I actually am not one at all for tracking every macronutrient that you're eating, tracking everything that you're putting into your mouth. I think we can become way too obsessive and miss the point of getting a healthy metabolism, a healthy relationship with food, and really kind of knowing the basic principles of building a healthy 
plate. But just for the sense of uh, understanding more of the, the amount of protein we need, let's look at it opposite. Instead of just taking weight, that 150 pound person, let's think about how many calories we're eating total in a day. So if you eat 1800 calories a day and we're trying to hit 30% of our calories from protein, that's about 540 calories. So earlier we talked about that you get four calories per gram. So of protein. So we have to divide that 540 calories by four, and that's 135 grams of protein per day. So whether you're looking at, you know, getting about 30% of your calories from protein, or if you're thinking of hitting, you know, 1.2 to 1.7 grams of protein per kilogram, none of that fits in line with the recommended dietary allowance. And, you know, that's really the minimum for survival, not taking into account what we're talking about, about our muscle being our greatest asset and building muscle mass, supporting a healthy metabolism, burning more calories as we're sitting and working. So I really encourage you guys to start looking at maybe around what is your weight and what does that look like to get 1.2 to 1.7 grams of protein per kilogram as a minimum, or maybe you take into account like I, I want to aim for about 2,000 calories or 2,100 calories, and what does 30% of that look like from protein? And so, you know, getting 115, 135 grams of protein can seem really tough, especially if the standard American at each meal gets, you know, 15, 20 grams. We eat three times a day. That's about 60 grams that we may get in a day. So you really have to be intentional. But if you're eating good, you know, quality grilled chicken breasts, if you're getting good grass-fed red meat, if you're sprinkling things on like hemp seeds, if you're using scrambled eggs and adding in some organic chicken sausage, these numbers are doable, but I have found from working with a lot of patients and kind of taking an evaluation on myself, in order to hit these numbers, you really need to be intentional. So for me, I really aim for about 30 to 40 grams of protein per meal. And then I try to have one snack and my snack is going to be high protein, usually about 20 grams. So if I think about my 30, 40 grams, let's go on the low side and say I get 30 per meal, that's 90 plus a 20 gram sack, that's about 110 grams of protein that I'm getting. And that I really look at as my minimum. And then I try to up that. And a lot of people ask me, well, what are your thoughts on protein powder? And, and sometimes it is easier to just get in a really good high quality protein powder in the morning as you're running out the door and you can easily hit between protein powder and adding in some seeds or nut butters. You can easily get a 30, 40 gram protein smoothie and you're still getting a lot of the same benefits. But I do try in my patients that are open to it, I really want to get a combination of plant-based protein and animal-based protein. And this is a deeper conversation, but it goes into the essential amino acids and why we need some of those essential amino acids for muscle build, building, lean muscle mass, recovery, and and just really supporting the, the anti-aging effects of muscle mass, you have to have well-balanced amino acids. So hopefully this was helpful in kind of breaking down why protein matters, pulling in some research to support what I'm saying, and then also kind of just taking an evaluation of if you are getting enough protein. And one of the big things, you know, that we always like to talk about is how do we eat more of the good foods for us? And so look at what you're doing right now, and maybe you're only getting 15, 20% of your total calories from protein. So let's try to up that. You know, I think most people listening need a minimum of 30 grams of protein per meal, and you may be somebody that needs 40, 50 grams per meal 
and a snack with protein as well. But you are going to see improvements if you are consistent with a high protein diet. I really feel like you're going to see improvements in your ability to build muscle mass, which we like to measure with our body composition scans at Stat Wellness. So we don't like to just use the number on the scale as we've talked about a number of times on this podcast as well, but we want to actually use data. So, okay, you're going to start hitting 40 grams of protein per meal. Let's see, you're doing strength training three times per week. Let's get a body scan at a baseline and let's repeat it at three months and see how your muscle mass went up and your body fat went down just by incorporating more strength training and more protein. Because you guys, that study of overweight women who ate 30% of their calories from protein, losing 11 pounds in just 12 weeks. You know, we don't want our only motivation to get more protein to be weight loss, but we have to have adequate protein to support a healthy metabolism, a healthy metabolic system and metabolic flexibility so that we can burn more weight, burn more calories when we're not intentionally working out. So you guys know we're past this calories in calories out, and we have to look at our system from a biological standpoint of how do we boost our metabolism and protein is one of the top things. So hopefully you guys like this episode, share with a friend, stay tuned for these quick little blurbs. Uh, We'll be getting back into some interviews in the new year, but I love these and happy holidays and I hope you have a great new year. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, remember little by little, a little becomes a lot. Even the smallest changes over time can lead to total mind and body transformation. I'd love for you to stay connected with at Dr. Kristen Oja and at Stat Wellness on Instagram. And if you have any questions, be sure to reach out. I'd love to hear from you.